Joining us now at our studios is a state representative for District 58A, Christy Purcell. Good morning, Christy. Good morning, Jeff. Boy, you look just a bright-eyed this morning. I am shocked to hear that because I got about five hours of sleep last <laughs> And I say that kind of jokingly in that uh, you had your first real late night. I, the You didn't get out to what, midnight last night? Yep, we adjourned just a little bit before midnight, um, but then I have to go from the Capitol over to the state office building, pack up my things, um, get in the car and drive home. And there was a little bit of blowing and drifting snow. So I was going about 35 miles per hour. What time Uh, did you finally get home? Um, right around one. Okay. Um, you know, not a lot of traffic happening at Uh, (laughs) at that hour, but trying to take it easy because the, the snow was creating some difficulty on the road. Yeah, just remember, you campaigned to get that job. That's so. right. I am not complaining. I want to be clear. It's the honor of a lifetime. But uh, let's talk about last night. Um, the big thing last night was a clean energy bill. Uh, so why don't, we, uh, why don't you tell us about that? And, I, you know, I guess we'll start off by saying... Midnight last night, Do you, was was it an active time? Was it do you just kind of sit around and wait while things go on and then they present it to you all at once? Yes and no. Um, so there was a lot of action. Um, we have a 24-hour rule for amendments. So we knew that there were about 60 amendments that had been um, presented for um, the two bills we heard last night. And then we also had on the docket to... Um, make permanent rules for the House floor and then joint rules for the House and Senate. Uh, We didn't get to those, uh, so we'll take those up again next week. But um, the time to just go through the amendments, to let the author of the amendment say why they think this is helpful and then have some kind of, you know, rebuttal and back and forth. So that time was much more active than after we got through the amendments. Then it was about three or four hours so that took, I think, about four hours. Then there was like three or four hours of folks kind of just pontificating, um, as politicians are known to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I kind of took that opportunity. Um, I'll, I'll be curious if uh, the piece of legislation that I dropped last night um, will be the, the most bipartisan legislation that we'll end up hearing. Um, so it's uh, I, I tried to get everyone on the Ag Committee. There are two holdouts yet, um, but I think four or five Republicans, lots of Democrats to revive a grant program um, for helping folks start up co-ops, ag co-ops. So I kind of took that time to sort of be shopping around the bill and going talking to my Republican colleagues on the other side of the aisle, inviting them to be on the bill, um, getting to know folks in the retiring room, introducing myself to Daniels and Farr, who are uh, represent districts that sort of touch mine. So Daniels is down Fairbow mm-hmm. way, and Farr is the other side of New Prague. And um, so I you know, was listening to the folks talking, but also taking the opportunity to to meet some of my colleagues, to get a little bit of work done, too. And now, uh, getting that work done, do you feel like you accomplished some, some things? Did uh, is it? Uh, are you optimistic now? I take it that bill has not been voted on nope. yet. Nope. Okay. So it was just sort of like um, getting people to sign on mm-hmm. to it, and then you drop it, uh, and then the staff take it from there, and mm-hmm. then they sort of officially attribute you know, who the lead author is, who the co-authors are. Um, so I'll, I'll have a handful of Republicans and a handful of Democrats as the authors mm-hmm. out the gate. Um, and then I, it will come up in ag committee. I don't know when 
at some point, but this is a program from 20 years ago that we're reviving. So, And having, I'm sure, having authors from both parties, multiple authors from both mm-hmm, parties, mm-hmm. that doesn't hurt its chances. I hope <laughs> so. All. And I mean, I think, I think the Ag Committee is a place where we can get a lot of bipartisan work done. Mm-hmm. Um, we, that, that's already been the case, and I hope that continues to be the case, and I'm, um, I'm thrilled with making sure to, to be working across the aisle. And um, I got to meet some, some of my colleagues. Yesterday was a lobby day for the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, and so I got to meet a couple of uh, constituents who came up to the Capitol, and, um, you know, we don't necessarily agree on the things, but we had a... A great conversation. I learned a lot in that conversation. Maybe they learned something too. And so it's it's been really wonderful. This week has seemed like there's just been a lot of people at the Capitol. It is mm-hmm. the people's house. So um, getting to see folks who are supportive of um, Medicare or um, Minnesota Care buy-in, 100% clean energy, and the Gun Owners Caucus, I got to meet with folks from all those different groups, just citizens who are there lobbying. And that was really cool. You know, I talked to a, a citizen yesterday who you, who will probably be seeing next week. Uh, but do you, how much time do you have? I mean, do, when much. they come up, do you, Hey, you've got, you know, four minutes to state your case or 10 minutes or whatever the case may be. What, uh, well, if people are willing and able to like walk with me to committee or mm-hmm. walk from committee to someplace else, um, I don't have committee on Mondays, which means I am absolutely back-to-back slammed Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday when I'm at the Capitol. Um, I did end up sort of chatting with the gun owners fellas uh, longer than I anticipated yesterday, so didn't get to eat lunch until about 3 o'clock. So trying to just sort of balance that, my commitments to to being in committee, to checking in with constituents, and also just some taking care of my own needs of like, (laughs) I need to go to the bathroom, I need to eat some food or drink some water. So, um, yeah, it, it, the, the schedule is wild. But, again, not complaining. Not complaining. <laughs> Christy Purcell is with us, a state representative for District 58A. Let's talk about that clean energy, uh, 100% clean energy by 2024. That bill went through last night? 2040. Or, 2040, excuse yes. me, not 20. <laughs> That's pretty immediate, 2024. transition, yes. Uh, 2040. Uh, did that go through last night? It did, yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, we... Uh, this is a bill that was worked on long before I got up there, and I, I can't remember if it had been passed out of the House previously and been stalled in the Senate. Um, the chief author in the Senate, um, Friends from Mankato, is like just a dog with a bone with this thing. He's mm-hmm. like making sure that this passes in his chamber. Um, so... People ask me what's going on in the Senate. It could be on another planet, as far as I know, because of the very busy schedule. So um, I can't remember if they passed it yet or if they're going to pass it. In the what, what does it mean, though? I mean, is this for clean energy for government a government usage, the state of Minnesota usage? Is this uh, going to be a, a mandate for all businesses and all individuals? So yes. tell us what it's about. Yeah. So my understanding is that it's for the the whole state of Minnesota. So when there was a a climate accord and then President Trump pulled us out of that, there were a lot of commitments coming from private businesses and corporations, states, local governments. That's when we saw Northfield do its climate action Mm -hmm. plan. Um, And there's a state climate action plan. And so this is basically putting some funds behind that plan to make sure that the energy that we make and that we use here in Minnesota is clean in that 
time frame. There's um, some some intermediary steps in there, and then there's a discussion of like what is clean, what is carbon free. You know, where does nuclear fit into that? Where does um, hydro fit into that? Um, how about we have, there's a trash incinerator, I think, in Hennepin County. So there's a lot of nuances and a mm-hmm. lot of discussion around that that has been happening for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. And do you know that the bill, when they make a bill like that, you pull, uh, is there some flexibility within it? If we decide, uh, you know, they're working on uh, uh, nuclear uh, nuclear f- fusion right, right now, you know, cold right. fusion. If that all of a sudden becomes a thing and it's affordable, do we, uh, is there room to uh, pivot? Yes. Um, the, the word that um, I was joking with folks uh, the, that I sit around on the floor was the number of times that the words off ramp mm-hmm. were said as well as tap the brakes, which I think is um, a little bit ironic because, of course, most of us are still driving <laughs> uh, fossil fuel powered <laughs> vehicles. Um, so to use the analogy of, of driving, mm-hmm. um, but there are all kinds of um, offsets, off ramps. And opportunities to, you know, like our electric co-ops are really important, especially in rural Minnesota. So making sure that we're bringing along everyone, including the co-ops, um, if they are having a hard time meeting it, there's lots of flexibility in there with the um, PUC, which now I'm forgetting what that acronym stands for on five hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but. There, there's flexibility in there. Okay, we got to move on to the next topic, and that is uh, inflation and uh, the forecast. You'll have a forecast coming out I th- soon if, uh, if next month. I, next it's a February month? forecast. But uh, you have uh, passed a bill that will include inflation within that. I understand? Yes. Tell, tell us about the importance of that. Yes. So right now, um, there's a law that says that when the uh, Management and Budget Office does the forecast, they cannot include inflation. So that $17.6 billion that has been talked about as far as our surplus, um, and I've I've talked about it with you in the past, that does not include the new cost of things. And um, the reason that was put in statute about 20 years ago, because we had a governor who did not want to raise taxes, but was trying to figure out how to balance that budget. So it was a little bit of an accounting trick. We are the only state in the union who doesn't put inflation into the budget. So it's an inflated number for the, the surplus. This doesn't create any new money. This just gets us a little better aligned with what things are actually going to cost. State Representative Christy Purcell is with us. One of the things I think people around the state are looking uh, to this year is get, to get a bonding bill passed. You know, we didn't get that last year. Uh, Governor Walls has evidently unveiled his $3.3 billion bonding bill. Uh, this just happened. I know you were busy yesterday, but do you have an idea what's in that? And uh, can, you, can you comment much at all about that uh, at this point? Um, I can't, although I'm thrilled that um, the governor's come out with that. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited to dig deeper into it. That's really a way we see a lot of projects become affordable, especially for communities outside the metro, communities Mm -hmm. such as all of ours in 58A. Um, So I am really excited to see what is in there. The bonding bill was another thing can kind of kick down the road um, from last session of things that didn't happen. It's not a bonding year, but because we have this cleanup and catch up, um, I'm I'm thrilled to see that uh, that is a thing that we might get moving on. Right. Christy Purcell is with us from uh, State Representative uh, 58A. Anything else you'd like to pass along while we have you here? 
I mean, if this was coherent in any way, shape, or form, I will be thrilled. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm hoping to work a nap in today, but uh, have a few meetings in district um, today and and hope to, I know the police chief reached out to me, and so I'm hoping that I can schedule a time that he and I can meet and mm-hmm. superintendent and sort of folks so that they don't have to come all the way to St. Paul to make sure their legislator is is hearing them. And of course, people can email and call and I'm uh, doing my best to keep up with the volume of things. So appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you being here this morning on uh, <laughs> such a small amount of sleep. Much appreciated. Christy, thank you so much for joining us and we will talk to you again next week. Great. Thanks so much, Jeff. All right. State Representative Christy Purcell. You're listening to 95.1 FM and AM 1080 KYMN Northfield.